Welcome to the third episode of Substack Talk with Siobhan and Diane. It's our bi-monthly conversation about Substack, our newsletters, and writing in general. I am your host, your co-host, Siobhan Skordinsky from The Flare. I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Diane Hatz from Hold Hell with Diane Hatz. Uh, today, Diane and I are going to talk about branding and that other service, medium, schmedium. Um <laughs> <laughs> let's um those start at the beginning so Diane do you remember how you found out about Substack and how or why you decided to start one I can't remember exactly I think it just kept popping up like articles um that I would read and then some high profile people had left their jobs and started it so I got interested wow. and I did some googling around and back in the 1980s I did a fanzine on the rock band the who um mm -hmm. and i really loved doing it and i was like i'm gonna do a newsletter and i'm in transition career-wise so i was like you know maybe this could help me figure out my writing my focus where i'm going mm -hmm. so i figured why not do it and also that other thing medium i wasn't very happy with it but we'll get to that sure. so what about you <laughs> siobhan how did you hear about substack what prompted you so I heard about this. This is a recommendation from a friend who um, ran a salon on Saturdays. So we would do writing prompts. And um, she later on actually helped me edit my short story that I submitted for um, consideration for a publication. So she had recommended Substack. Uh, and I found it different from the other site because it was kind of like your own shingle, right? Your own office. Right. where you're creating the whole feel of it. You are posting the things you want to post, not just what's going to feed the algorithm. And I think I was a bit more um, interested in, in having my writing move in that direction rather than try to battle for what was going to be popular. So that's how I ended up um, on Substack. And so far, like, I really like it. Well, that's good. Yeah. So are you happy with... Um, where things are going with you for Substack? I am, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm the only person, but I'm starting to get a little nervous because it seems like everybody on the planet is starting a Substack, which I should not be that way. I think that's my remnants of New York. Um, I like the flexibility, you know, it is challenging and I'm sure we'll get into it a little more about marketing. Um, on medium you supposedly you know you have an audience you can get the people on Substack. you sort of have to build and bring an audience in so it's a little different so i think i'm still defining exactly what i want out of Substack, but i don't want to do this as a hobby so i need to spend more time focusing on branding which you know i'm looking at rebranding myself um yeah the, you, the you mentioned that so how how are you how are you going to do that for rebranding? What what do you think your process is going to be behind that? <laughs> You're going to laugh at me. So, I I have let's say I have a a coach, but it's a psychic coach. But I I've been okay. talking with someone about it, and it's very hard to leave a field you've been in for 25 years. Um, and I've worked in food and food advocacy for that long, but I just for me. I like to think of myself more as like a trailblazer and cutting edge and not 
corporate I don't, i'm not into things once they're sort of corporatized and even right. food advocacy has become corporatized so i shut my nonprofit down at the end of the year year 2021 but i'm still like i still have the website up i still i still have little things so this would be a huge shift food is definitely part of sort of being healthy but i'm being advised to get away from health and wellness i mean that 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 whole segment i don't want to say it has this issue but it's it's i don't know if it's something i want to jump into now so anyway i don't know exactly what i'm doing 100 but the name is the quantum collective so i have come up with a name and the tagline is uh manifesting the life of your dreams through the connected self so i want to go through sort of my spiritual journey and write as i explore different courses and coaching and different things that i do and sort of at some point help people figure out their best path to finding happiness in life that actually sounds fantastic um because i think with um sort of the past two years we're kind of coming i think the society has come to a reckoning about what it is we truly want from our lives and whether what we've been told is the right course of action. Um, and also with, you know, the student debt crisis and all of these people like myself who were told, go to college, get an education. Right. That's the only way to make it, you know, like what actually am I good at? What actually suits me? And I think listening to your intuition and listening to um, what you want for yourself is, um, I'm not going to say that's a new message, but I think we're all being awakened to that possibility that we can listen to ourselves. Yes. And, and it I seems think, radical, but it's really not. It's becoming less radical. And I think more and more people are realizing, A, that we've been programmed by advertisers, by, you know, the good intentions of our parents and our family and, and the schools. And the, I mean, they're good. They were well-intentioned, but I'm taking this course now from this guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza. He doesn't call it law of attraction. It's all science based. I think he's more, they call it science of mind, but it's law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So he looks at studies and they, they do brain waves and they actually talk about how you can create change. And very simply, you have to, you have to feel happy before you can bring in things that make you happy. And that's simple, but it's mm. not. So that's what I really want to dive into, like explaining it, explaining like everybody in the world has their own path. So mm. one person, it might be Buddhism. One person, it might be walking in nature and hugging trees. And I'm not joking. Like everybody has their own way. So it's how do we peel back the programming and figure out what it is best for each of us. And I'm still figuring that out for myself. Um, I've you know, been doing, I'm gonna, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I've been doing development courses for 30 years now. Mm -hmm. um, I've walked the coals with Tony Robbins, you know, I've done some really cool stuff, but each thing has led me to the next thing, which I think that one has to commit themselves to that if they have to unprogram mm -hmm. what they were programmed with like i think there are younger people now whose parents understand this so they're being brought up a bit differently so it's exciting yeah. but it's scary but what about you what about you and the flare i mean are you happy with so, where you're going so i will say just one thing before i get to the flare sure. is that um 
you know, walking in nature, the thing that has brought me happiness over the past, I think, six months is deciding to celebrate um, solstices mm. because we're, I mean, you know, on the East Coast, right? Winter comes, we don't know what to do with ourselves. We're probably in the mall. We're, you know, complaining about the snow and the dirty puddles and all this other stuff. I decided to just have a new perspective and say, oh, there's a time for celebration. We're celebrating something and that there's something yes. to look forward to in different times of the year and that we can have joy at a particular, at any point. And that it doesn't have to be a nice, you know, hot summer day. It can be cold, but it's like a time for reflection or something like that. So it's, um, that has brought me happiness. So oh, it's, I totally um, agree. Yeah. I have to Very say one project. Well, thank you. One of the most joyful experiences of my 30 years in New York, and I have mm -hmm. been there for some big ones, is walking outside around the city while it's snowing. Like I was there in the 90s, it was 94, 95, 96. There was like three feet of snow and the National Guard had yep. to come in. My friend and my neighbor and I went out in it and the silence and the white oh and the beauty. Oh. So I think for me, I I think New York helped me start to look at the little things because you're right, mm -hmm. you can get overwhelmed, you can get negative, you can start, you know, and what that does is that feeds on itself and then that just recreates more negativity and then you attract in the same. So mm -hmm. I'm doing a shift to where I'm even trying to reframe the way I speak. So instead of, right. yeah, like, I don't know what I'm doing or yeah, I don't know, what I'm coming, I'm getting closer to where I'm meant to be. Like it's just little reframing mm. energetically shifts a lot. Cause, and that there's scientific proof now, like brain waves. And I'm really into like, the reason I'm calling it the quantum collective is I'm really into quantum physics. And there's a thing mm. called quantum entanglement, which is like one proton can become entangled with another proton. Yeah, so anywhere in, yeah, anywhere in space where those two are, if one thing happens to the other at the exact same time, the mm. other one is affected. That to me is the interconnected of everything which brings in Buddhism, which is, okay, you're getting me excited about what I'm doing, but it is, you know, Excellent. it's, it, so it's, it, yeah. So I want to use myself as a guidepost or a example to sort of help other people as they go on their journey. I think with COVID, there's a lot of people who are reevaluating, like, I don't want to work for somebody. Like I can't, mm. I can't have somebody screaming at me anymore. <laughs> Done with that. Yeah, with that. yeah. I, you know what? I love myself too much now. Like I owe it to myself yeah. to, so anyway, so we'll see. So let's check back in six months and where we both are. But what about you? Really? Like how long so, have you been doing the flare and are you thinking of retweaking or branding or focusing that, differently? So my, my little baby's flare is coming up on a year. Um, and I <gasps> am planning, you know, my first, my baby's first birthday party, which is always the most special one. So I'm planning to just have a little bit more of a polished look, a little bit more of a consistent look and trying to kind of stick down um, the pieces that I'll be releasing, um, the schedule that I'll have uh, for, for different things that I'm working on and kind of getting more intentional and more serious about it. I'm hoping that the flair will be um, a, a sort of like a very curated, very nice collection with all of those very little touches and all of that, um, the personality that I tend to want to put into things. 
because it's not just about the work. It's a little bit of myself. It's a little bit of what's reflected around me. And I just want this, you know, it, it's, it needs a bit of decorating. So that's what I'm going to be doing with the flare and just a little thing. So, and this relates kind of to medium is that, God, we keep talking about medium. So <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We're, we're going <laughs> to talk about medium, but the flare is kind of like the whole idea of it is about being seen and letting others know that you see them, you know, just kind of to, you know, to call out into space and to get a signal out and to have somebody hear it, you know, somebody on the other side who might, who might hear your message. And the original um, sort of way I, I stylize it is the, the word flare is capitalized. And I'm thinking like, well, you know what, people see me now and I'm, you know, I have a community. So do I need to be that um, pressed about being seen? Or do I just know that I am seen? So have it's, you written about it? I have not written about that yet, but I think that that would be an interesting, like, little post about, you know, how we reflect our own insecurities and our sort of desperation to connect in the way that we even brand ourselves or the way that we even begin to brand ourselves. So that's I mean, kind of I something think... I'm playing with. I just want to interject. That could be a long post. That could be a series. I think a lot of people would be interested, um, mm. especially the more vulnerable you can be about the journey that you're on. Because I yeah. mean, you're, you know, I know you work two jobs, you have kids and you're writing. I mean, you're pursuing a writing career. And I think that that's yeah. so commendable um, and not easy to do. And I, I, I love that you want to have an outlet where people are seen. I think that's really important for everybody in the world these days. So I think that's great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. So, so when you started, did you mm -hmm. have any, like, ugh, I come from like a, it's, it's like a social impact marketing background. So it's all for, you know, good and sustainability or whatever. But did you, like consciously sit down and put a marketing plan or a branding plan or anything like that together? I did actually. Um, wow. I have, <laughs> I know, right? Um, because I knew that like Substack was a bit different of a playground than um, other platforms. So I knew this was going to be like me and I was going to have to have an about page and kind of like an ethos. What is this about? What are people coming here for? What, are my colors going to be for the page? What's my logo going to be? Um, so I have um, what's called, it's a rocket book. So you can uh, write in it and then you can use like a microfiber cloth and, and wipe it off. It's one of those like continuous use kind of notebooks. It's not really paper. It's it's an Etch-a-Sketch. It, it is a modern Etch-a-Sketch. I don't know why people <laughs> keep reinventing things. It's already been created. So my little, my modern Etch-a-Sketch, I uh, came up with the name, sort of the color scheme. Uh, my husband helped me do the logo in uh, Photoshop. And I started thinking about, you know, what colors I would use for different things. And my schedule, um, my initial probably couple posts, which were, which were, I think, maybe the first three newsletters, were all previous work. Um, to kind of introduce the public to what work I'd already published, or I'd already done. 
and then I started on sort of original work for that platform. So yeah, it was um, pretty intentional how I came upon things. It takes it's going to take tweaking now now that it's established. But yeah, I had a plan. <laughs> how about you? No, <laughs> I mean for all the marketing nah. I do, it, you know, even the logo. It's from my company, and I'm and that mm -hmm. logo big wicks or something had a logo maker it's just a standard mm -hmm. it's a lotus but it, i just sort of like blah, blah 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 and it's just because i was so tired of like i managed a lot of people at one point and when we started having meetings about having meetings i'm like i gotta get out of here so i didn't want to spend too much time thinking about it and right. writing about it because i can lose focus and go on a tangent so i'm like you know what i'm just going to do it. i didn't know what I wanted to do and I figured, you know, I did the flip of you. Like, I'm just gonna start writing. I'm just gonna go. I'm it might change completely, which mm -hmm. it sort of is changing. Not completely, but it's changing quite a bit. Like I gotta figure out how to change the name. I think we can change our URL once on Substack. Um so I'm happy I did it this way. I'm afraid if if I if for me, if I had written a plan, I would feel too attached or stuck to the plan. So mm. I think both of our ways work, but now that I've done it for a bit, now that I feel like I'm getting a bit of a groove, now I'm sitting down and being more conscious about what I wanna do. And in time, I gotta make money before I, like you had your husband help you. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay. I, I was consulting with a company, they paid $1 million for a new logo. And it's in black and white, yeah. million dollars. No. Yeah. yeah, I don't have time. My my life is too short and I would rather feed a village in Nepal for 10 years with that money. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, that's um that's uh it's beyond the pale to think about like how much work goes and how much like um I guess you make something that's supposed to be enjoyable too much of a um a corporate task and it like sucks sucks the life out of it. It does for me, but you know what? Why don't we reset the room? Cause I think this is a good segue because you mm -hmm. know, then there are people who are very intentional about the writing and their clickbait and that's just like, I think medium, but yeah. why don't, I know, but let's do a room reset. So I'm Diane Hatz from Whole Health with Diane Hatz, soon to be called the Quantum Collective. You'll hear about that soon. And I'm Siobhan Skordinsky from The Flare. This is Substack Talk with Siobhan and Diane. It's our bi-monthly conversation about Substack, our newsletters, and writing in general. So the reason I'm urgently wanting to talk about Medium this week is my annual membership is up, I think, the end of this week. So, so they're going to automatically charge me, and it's 50 bucks. So I wanted to have a chat with you about, like, how did you, why did you get on Medium? When did you first start? Do you remember? I don't remember how many years I've been on, like maybe three, two, three. Oh, boy. So I'm relatively, so my, I kind of every once in a while kind of retell my, my origin story. And it's that um, I came back into creative writing in, what was it? Um, 2020, in late 2020 doing, um, and also partially in 2019 of, of starting to write short stories again and poems and things like that. And I had joined a writing group in um, the beginning of 2020, 2021. And 
the leader of that writer's group who also um, suggested Substack to me, suggested Medium as well. And that's when I just started posting in February, 2021, just like I was at that, um, what you had done with, I'm just gonna write. That's what I did with Medium is like, I'm just gonna write. I'm not gonna think too much about it. I'm not gonna lurk. I'm not gonna, you know, see what everyone else is doing. I just went. Did you join before they had, they had to have a hundred followers within three months or six months or something, or you get booted off? No, okay, I was, so I was never in that. You know they have that now, so I saw that. I didn't know. If, and do you pay the membership fee so you can do paid? Like, do you pay the money each year so you can be part of the paid program? I pay the. I think it's the how much is it? Maybe three dollars a month or something for the monthly membership. And um, up until recently, I was making enough to actually just cover my membership and probably have a bit extra um but since i haven't really been writing on medium so much in the past couple months i'm like sort of paying for it now outright well that's the thing is i you're you're doing better than i am i was making like 11 cents was a good month you know i think i made three dollars and 50 cents and i don't know why you had a three dollar a month membership because mine was like fifty dollars a year Mm. which is more so maybe they have different levels now i don't know all i know we do (laughs) all i know is the 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 main way to get publicized on there is to get published through a publication and there are some that are pretty open to anybody and there was one that was just starting out so they would post my stuff up regularly um, but then they got like people to help them and they were like anally editing my stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't yeah. have time. I just don't have time. And that's the hardest part of all this. And the biggest challenge for me is I need to focus and say, okay, you know, these are my social media platforms. This is how, this is my publishing platform because what all I've been doing now is just cutting and pasting. So what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to sit on it. This is a good, I'm going to meditate and see what the universe says. 50 bucks is not the end of the world. Maybe it's worth just doing it for another year. I don't think, I don't know if Medium's going to survive. I I just, and tell me like what your homepage is like. I took off all the marketing stuff, like your interests and all my interests now are writing and spirituality and whatever. And all I get is clickbait. It's all Mm. money. It's all about making money, you know? And it's like, I don't, want to read about and it's clickbait so you get addicted to it these people learn the formula um and then i go on there and i'm like oh my god i could make a hundred thousand dollars in three months if i whatever and then you read you're like no i'm just making money for this person you know uh, and that's kind of how i ended up moving away a little bit more from medium because i have read some articles on medium that were fantastic and i know that they made no money on it and yeah. i just thought that the merit for people's really intentional hard work was not really being rewarded. And I've read a lot of dumb stuff with typos and that are very, and here's why. And um, I know that that's making that person bank. You know, so it's, um, for me, my homepage, uh, you know, it's, I designed it, you know, cutely. And I have a couple of my, you know, interests. I have my sort of three word brand. I'm a writer, leader, world builder, you know, that's my kind of thing. 
And I like that. Um, right? Succinct. And I have probably about, I think maybe about 370 followers, something like that. But what's interesting about that is that I've gained enough exposure on Medium to be able to just get followers without really having to post. You see, that's, that's kind of the weird thing is that you have to get to a certain level, certain stratosphere, and then people just come across your work. And then people also, just... But I'm going to yeah. throw this out and I'm not in any way trying to diminish your accomplishments Good. because I think that's great. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think there's so few people writing fiction and writing it's that's that are writing non clickbait stuff that the people looking for non clickbait stuff are so excited to find someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, I have, I have, I don't know, 200, 300, 400 followers. I don't know at this point. And, yeah. and I just have found like when I publish and if it's not in a publication, I get, Claps mean nothing now. And for, for anyone who might be interested in Medium, it used to be you got paid by the amount of claps you got. Now you get paid by some algorithm about how much time people spend reading, reading the that. article. And so mm -hmm. I'm reading clickbait stuff. Go get out of here, Diane. You're paying that person <laughs> out of this article. Don't pay this person. And that's horrible. I don't. I don't like the the algorithm and how the algorithm and how they do it. But that's me personally. Other people might might like it. I just um. I agree with you that I think there are some really good stuff. There's some really good stuff on there. And I don't think that those people get compensated enough. I don't know if it's a place for fiction anymore. Like, I wonder how many people left and went to um, Substack. But, you know, we could throw in, we could throw in Clubhouse also. Like, Clubhouse, which is what we're recording on right now, mm -hmm. I was on it like every day and then i left and then just came back when we were starting this and like i really like clubhouse now like i think it has a lot of potential because of the replay and you can download the audio so it's an easy way to do a podcast so i think well maybe medium will come back but mm, i don't know i mean, what I, do you I, think? mean I i never thought of it as a place really for much um fiction i mean there's illumination where you can publish you know chapters in but that's a that's a uh, that's an article mill, and so your your work goes below the fold like fast, and it's right. unless you kind of write that viral article, then you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, I had one article that did really well. Um, it was something that it was like something I wrote from my heart that resonated with people. It was released around Mother's Day last year. And people really, really engaged with this article. Um, but that's not really reproducible. And that's not clickbait. So right. how do I, how am I putting my heart out there like that? And then waiting for what? People to, to clap for it or for the algorithm to support it? Like, and Nobody that's why knows. I like Substack. Yeah. yeah, that's why I like Substack because you know, if there's one, two, three people who are like, wow, this is really cool. And I really like the way you did this and whatever. That's the engagement that I want. I want the sincerity of the engagement rather than the popularity. Because I made um, most of the money that I made off Medium last year was from that one article. Okay. But if I'm considering what I stand to get paid with paid subscribers on Substack, Let's just say I get, if I even get one more paid subscriber, I've already eclipsed that. And that's off wow. work that I'm putting an equal amount of effort into. 
so right but but haven't you been like posting on Substack and then just sort of i mean i've even stopped copying i was copying it and making a national article i just put the url in now and the only reason i'm doing medium is that at the bottom i put the link to the Substack, and then with seo i think that helps because it goes out online and i have a link back to Substack. i i just like i'm using medium as a marketing tool for Substack. i just don't even know if that's worth it because like the photos don't commit all the time then it even the half hour it takes to, to sort of copy the URL. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. I just, I've been copying certain things and then posting them on Medium, let's say a week or two weeks after they've already been released on Substack. So really, if you're going to Substack, you're getting the most recent stuff. And then Medium is the replay. Same with me. And I've kind of, I haven't really been, I mean, I haven't had the time to really compose any anything new for Medium. I've had some ideas, but it's basically, you know, it's, what's the best publication to put this in? And, you know, is this going to be worth the effort? Like, I, I don't know. I would also throw out, didn't you, didn't you mention you're getting a couple pieces published soon? Like, you know, how do you weigh that against getting posted in a publication in Medium? Well, um, I know there's a lot, there's a good deal of visibility publishing with, um, a publication in medium and you can kind of see the amount of people or you can you can kind of get a, a an idea of the viewership with claps with the amount of people who are you know replying to it or whatever you don't really get so much of a sense of how many people are reading an article with substack unless you have access to the um oh the, the stats right yeah unless you have you know but um I think what's interesting about Substack is there's a lot more readers per um, per Substack than there might be per publication. I think people are really engaged with a uh, a Substack in a way that they're not really engaged in a publication. I think right. um, Medium is very much yeah we talk about like platforms being writer heavy. I think that Medium is is a lot of writers, a lot of writers, and not really so many readers. And I'm, I am supporting a publication because I write for the publication type of thing. Right. I know this is going to sound horrible. I think Medium, <laughs> are, Medium are people who write, and Substack have writers, <laughs> and there's a difference. Um, yeah, and that's kind of why I kind of created a plan before I got to Substack because I looked at some of them and I was like, ooh, these folks are really doing something. Let me like get it together. Because you can I I, I can't tell you the, the, the things that I've I've seen that were just complete nonsense. And I know yeah. that person made a whole bunch of money off of it. <laughs> so what do you have any feelings about the future of Substack and where it's going? Like just a guess? Um I, I almost see it as a little bit of a sort of a future publishing house almost, because I know mm. that people are, are doing a lot of serializing of their fiction there. They're, um, I heard there's one person who has merchandise that they're selling. So I think that Substack is going to end up being a, um, a place for kind of more professional writers to yes. be previewing their work. And I hope, I hope 
that as more people come on, it does not turn clickbaity. Because I had something happen where um, somebody gave me a quote unquote gift subscription and I didn't know the person. It was not in my field at all. So it mm-hmm. was clickbait scam, you know, but Substack immediately took action. And I, mm. I feel like the people at headquarters, you know, Substack care enough that they're really being conscious about the new things they're adding and what they're doing. And I hope that it continues because I agree with you that, you know, like we can do affiliate marketing and that's something I have to look into, but I don't want to do it cheaply. Like you go on some websites, like some media websites and um, it's just things popping in your face and ads and just and like, you know, the water filters, if there's water filters I buy, if they follow me to one more website, it, it, so I just pray that Substack doesn't go that way. So I have a lot of hope for them. I have a lot of hope. I think that they're still very young in a good way. They are. But they're very responsive and very respectful yes. to what the needs of the writers are. And I feel like you can see where your feedback has been incorporated. You can also see some areas where they've pushed back. I know that there was a big conversation about free speech or whatever, and I've been seeing a lot more um, conservative, sort of more right-wing people publishing or whatever, but they have their platform that people are going to sign on to, and we're not in the same circles. So I think I'm a little less worried about that right now. Um, oh, I think that's I know fine. That people were kind of... Yeah, I think that's fine. What I didn't like was in the, there's a writer's hour every Thursday that Siobhan and I are in. And there's that one person, they're screaming to everybody to follow me. Why don't you follow me? I'm a patriot, whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay, we don't need you to like, okay, you have your audience. I'm cool with conservative people. I'm totally fine if they want to have a sub stack. You know, you don't need to yell at all of us to read your stuff though. No, I, I think that there was, you know, you have to, with any platform and with any messages that get sent out, you know, eventually there's some sort of push for, you know, moderation of content and, you know, is this person really saying things that are spurring action, you know, that are detrimental to people or whatever. And I think that my only thing with Substack as it grows is that they should make sure they are, um, not doing, being cognizant of the fact that there are certain voices, you know, queer, disabled, femme voices that very frequently get silenced on platforms and just make sure that you're, you're applying an even hand. That's, you know, because whenever Facebook is shutting down profiles, they're not shutting down, they're, they're shutting down a trans man's, you know, profile. They're not shutting down like, you know, a white supremacist, you know, Russia. Profile. So like, just, you know, just when you're out there, when you're, when you're looking, you know, just make sure you just get an even hand here and make sure your, your policies, you're applying your policies evenly. That's, that's all I have to say about them. But I think Substack has great potential. I'm very happy to be part of the platform. I think that they have a lot of, you know, nice little tweaks and changes that they continually like innovate on. Which is yes. very different from medium because you're just out there in space. You just yes. there's nothing there. Yes. And they listen to us, which is great. They do. Okay. 
so that's enough. Let's people are gonna think Substack is making us say all this. Why don't we uh, why don't we end it here and um we can pick up we're gonna be our next one is April twenty fifth. We're taking Easter week off. So it's yep. gonna be three weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Um but does that so why don't you close us out, Siobhan? All right. Thank you so much for joining us for Substack Talk with Siobhan and Diane. You can subscribe to my Substack at theflare.substack.com and Whole Health with Diane Hatz at wholehealth.substack.com. We're not officially affiliated with or endorsed by Substack. We're just two enthusiastic writers with Substack newsletters looking to build more community. We've recorded today's conversation and we'll archive it here on Clubhouse and we'll post it on our Substacks in the next couple of days. As I just said, our next show is three weeks from now because of Easter. So join us next time on Monday, April 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Be well, everyone. Bye, Siobhan. Bye. Bye.